0: So the first film I saw at the London Film Festival was this Bill Nye film called Living. A yes. little bit of context about this. So uh, I saw a trailer for this a couple of months ago. I sent you to have a little look at. It's based on an Akira Kurosawa film called uh ikaru Ik- 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 yeah. So, because Akira Kurosawa, yes, yeah. ikaru from I, 19- I had a verbal like brain <laughs> malfunction where we did like films are on our blind spots. Oh yeah. And I yeah. Mentioned it anyway. So, ikaru from 1952. This is uh, an English language adaptation which is set in the 1950s of London. It's uh, uh adapted by a South African filmmaker who I the name escapes me, and I'm sat here. But the screenplay is written by Kazuo Ishiguru, sort of. Uh, British-Japanese novelist who wrote Never Let Me Go. Multi-award winning. Yeah, Yeah, very famous. Um, And the essential setup for living is this. It's 1950s London. And it's the era of... All the men go to work in the morning in the pinstripe suits and mm-hmm. the bowler hats and are identical. And they get on the steam train and they go, yeah, "Good morning, yeah, good morning." Yes, and and they walk across the you know to, to work. They get off the train and they go into their office. And it's the era of tightly packed offices with bundles of papers and people smoking and wood panelled walls. And this film begins by following uh, a young office worker um, who is beginning his first day at County Hall in London, working for the London uh, City Corporation. In the in the, I believe, planning and works department, so makes decisions, you know, about planning and building throughout the city. He meets his fellow colleagues who are also very stern and very much part of the system. And uh, they say, Oh, Mr. Williams is coming, you know, you be beware of Mr. Williams. And Mr. Williams is, of course, played by Bill Nye, who is wearing the sternest and frostiest and you know, most minimal of Bill Nye expressions. Mm. And he's perfectly cordial, but he is a product of his time. He's 1950s and he sits at his desk and he sort of will half turn. If someone approaches him from his side, he will raise the tiniest of eyebrows to sort of go, can I help you at all? Anyway, what happens is um, Mr. Williams uh, go, says out, out of the blue, a very uncharacteristically says, I'm leaving early today. For an appointment at three o'clock, and I'll be back tomorrow. And everyone sort of goes, "Oh, okay. Could you please deputise in my absence?" And says, "Okay, <laughs> of course, of it. course." <laughs> he goes to the doctor's, uh, to doctor's appointment, and the doctor says, "Sadly, yeah, you've got you're, you're terminally ill." He's delivered this news, and so begins a sort of journey for Bill Nye's character and a re-evaluation you know, of life you can place, see yeah it. you can see where this is going re-evaluation of life a kind of questioning all that he's done in this incredibly stiff clipped british setting right um the way i describe living is it's a lovely warming film about death <laughs> um it's got uh, the first thing to say is that it's it's immaculately presented it, it- looked in the trailer, yeah. it looked so it, clean and beautiful. Yes. Every it, single frame I, I was in love with. I don't know if it is actually shot on film, but they have rendered it so much like the 1950s. It actually begins with stock Kodak footage of London from the 1950s. I'd right? say it would be then, it? Yeah, and it's just oh, beautiful to look at. And then it sort of seamlessly blends with how it's shot um, for the film. Um, it's got a keen eye for um, not just like uh, period detail, but like um, visual language, when the men are all lined up on the the platform in their in their pinstripe suits, it just looks incredibly clear. Mm. That when they get off the train, you've got these ve- very stark shadows and strong lights. So, um, w- w- one thing which is great stories when they when they go to London locations that we're very familiar with, like the entrance to Waterloo Station, yeah. but it's completely shot in period and it just looks wow. beautiful. And you've got yes, yeah, so these strong, uh. Dark, cutting shadows uh, by County Hall. You know, bouncing off this architecture, it, it invokes that this world is incredibly rigid and incredibly strict. Um, and uh, Bill Nighy is wonderful. It's a Bill Nighy role. You know, it's a Bill Nighy performance, but he delivers it with such tenderness. You know, I think I I, I was watching it thinking this could this could you know we like you said oh I know where this premise could take us. Sure, it yeah. could be twee, it could be saccharine, it could be overly sweet. But the thing is, it's not. I think it's done with a real tenderness and a real uh, balance. There are some heartbreaking moments in it, and real, real moments of tenderness and warmth. But also, it's moving. Mm. There is, um, you know, very early on, he uh, there's a scene set where he where he meets Tom Burke's character. Love Tom Burke, by the way, as an actor, great. And um, you know, Spill he is sort of struggling and starts to, is, is sort of telling him his situation. And, and he says, you know, I've started to realise I should be living, you know, like the title suggests. And he says, but I've realised I don't know how. And it's really mm. tender and really and and, and so really Breaking down, down the, that stiff upper
1: lip, yeah, British um,
0: front. And also the visual, when I say about the visually striking element, it moves from this, like, after he's had the news delivered, there's a scene, for example, um, set in Brighton, where you go from these strict highly contrasted shadows of, of County Hall in London to this sort of warm, um, um, full of colour uh, glow of Brighton and the nightlife and, and the scenes around there And just the contrast is great. There's some great moments of staging in it. He lives at home uh, in just the, you know, the most generic post-war um, suburbia, uh, probably someone like, no, he lives in Surrey, Isha in Surrey, right? And he lives there with his son and his son's uh, wife-to-be. And there's some staging that's done in the beginning of the film with the first scene between Bill Nighy and his son that's just heartbreaking. Just the way it's visually presented, mm. I thought, oh, um, there's some moments of recollection with Bill Nighy's character that for me, like reminded me of uh, Terence Davis' film, Distant Voices, Still Lives, which is about a post-war family in Liverpool, which is, that, that whole film is like an emotional memory. And there's bits of that that poke through in this. It, despite it's kind of like, for, it's pretty formally normal, but there's this moments of like, um, uh, really it dissolves into like emotional memory, which I love. Uh, There's more than a heavy dose of Brief Encounter in there, which is absolutely no bad thing because Brief Encounter is a masterpiece. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, classic British film from the 1940s, which has everything, you know, uh, the life outside of London, commuting in, the isolation that brings with you and the sort of depersonalization of going into uh, work every day. Amy Lou Wood is in this from Sex Education. Yes. Right. She, wonderful, absolutely. Really? Every scene she is in, she just brings such warmth. And that's even spoken about her character. I mean, that's literally what character is meant to do. She brings this vitality in this sort of male-heavy uh, world in this office. She she is this. She manages to sort of break through to uh, you know uh, Mr. Williams's character, and she has these wondrous eyes that is such a great foil against. Bill Nye. So the, the expressions in this film that's what's really interesting as well. I said like it's got this very good visual eye. It has a way of capturing faces so well. So when it shoots Amy, Amy Lou Ward, you just feel everything that uh, Mister Williams sees in, in her. And when you see Mister Williams, you see his. You really get a sense of his the cragginess and the frostiness of his, of his expression that is slowly starting to thaw throughout the film. And with the other men in the office, it really has an eye for like the physiognomy of their faces and how each one almost represents a different like masculine uh ideal from the 50s mm. um but this young whippersnapper who, who joins the firm as well he brings sort of a lot of emotional heart and there's this there's this subplot with the film as well that there is if there is a piece of planning that hasn't been done that's being handed around the bureaucracy of county hall um and that kind of uh, is kind of the narrative undercurrent there's a cut uh for the third act that when it happened i thought oh what's happened here and then when it when the film resolves itself into its conclusion i was like oh that's really that's actually really smartly done so you know there's more than a touch of christmas carol in there a little bit of its wonderful life it won't be for everyone but i i was actually surprised at how how solid it is it's a really lovely charming uh heartwarming film you will you will finish the film and go oh oh that's oh that's that's really nice that's and sorry not nice i don't mean like nice like that's uh Cute, nice, sweet. Cute, nice, like we've talked about, like Operation Mince Me, you know, watch on Sunday. Yeah. Every, there is you know, there, a little, there, there is real sadness in this film and real emotion. I am really looking forward to seeing Bill Nye in a lead
1: role. Yes. Because he has been around for so long and has been so great in so many, like mm. I'd say, too fair, uh, too fair to him, very mm. samey kind of roles. Yeah. But I'm really glad, like when I saw the trailer a couple of weeks, it was only about two weeks ago, and it was one of those trailers, that sounds so so cliche, but actually like got me on the verge of tears oh, because of yeah. how... A, like how beautifully yeah. it looked, but how I think, you know, well cra- having not seen it, how well crafted it seemed yeah. to be, and how it just sort of seemed to peck at these really mm. nice little notes. But I'm just quite, I, I don't really remember a time I've seen Bill Nye really right. fronting yeah. a film yeah. like that for a really long time. And I'm like, yeah, like, of course, Bill Nighy, yeah. like national treasure, um, staple of, of British actors. I'm mm. so, I'm really looking forward now, off to your very promising review. Mm. Like, I'm very much looking forward to seeing him do that.
0: Yeah, I, he is. He is. Well, it's. It's more than. Uh, he's getting his fair dues now. To, to in his performance. I sat next to a guy in the screen. That was one thing that was quite pl- interesting about the press screenings as well. I'd always have like try and have a natter with the person who was next to me. Yeah. Sometimes if they're uh, press, sometimes they would be industry. And this guy was a, a producer, and he knew the uh, producers, directors of, of this film. And he said, you know, they, they nearly ran out of money. Really? And I said, you cannot tell. You absolutely cannot tell. Wow. I think th- the film looks impeccable, yeah. really impeccable. Um, yeah, I left that film and it was glorious sunshine outside on a Sunday. And I, I, felt, I felt great. I thought that was really charming and, and, and wonderful. And I, I it's out in cinemas November 4th, right? Okay. So that's coming out soon. Go and see it and let me know what you think. Please do. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Do you have any questions about it? Does that sound... That sounds
1: great. Like, I, I, my only thing I wanted to say was about Bill Nye, which I just don't think. I don't remember a time when I've seen Bill Nighy, um front a film like that. Did you say oh, it was? That, what, wait, remind me again, Kazuo Shiguro is the writer on this. He's a screenwriter? Yeah, screenwriter. So so I, so it's I, not from a book. It's a Kazuo Shiguro no, screenwriter. No, it's a it's the oh, Akira. But this song. is what I
0: find interesting. You've got an Akira Kurosawa based on Akira Kurosawa film so yeah. you've got a japanese idea adapted by a british japanese screenwriter directed by a south african uh director and i really sometimes what i i mean this is an absolute compliment it's like sometimes you need an outsider's perspective yeah. to really cut to the heart of something you know like last year when we talked about spencer that's a chilean director with an american actress yeah, and yeah. i'm like sometimes you just need a different position one thing i had forgotten to say is that the sound design of this film is really good really the, It captures the hard clip-clop of men's shoes on the pavement Uh, across Waterloo Bridge. There is a dinner scene um, at home that is incredibly tense and they amplify the cold sound of cutlery on crockery as it like serves up shepherd's pie. That sort of... And it's... It it, it just makes you feel uncomfortable.
1: I think it's quite interesting to cross the idea or take uh, something that's very Japanese cultural thing of being very sort of emotionally withdrawn and slightly stiff hmm. and mixing that with something that's also very british yes. like traditional japanese is yes. like you don't really show emotion you don't want to do anything to put shame and i think to actually merge these ideas and see a very interesting overlap yeah. is quite an interesting idea well exactly. to just look at a script and go actually this applies to, to 50s british culture yeah the
0: parallels of two you know conservative with a small c yes uh, Well, conservative with a you know big c societies um withdrawn repressed Anyway, that's living with Bill Nye. He's great. Amy Lou Wood. Oh, fantastic. Let me know what you think when you go see it, James. Let's do it. And if you have seen it or you're going to see it, email us in and let us know. If you're watching this in
1: a few weeks' time in the future, email (laughs) to hello at popkidronpodcast.com and let us know what you thought.